Hello and welcome back to Touching Base PR Edition. My name is Jamie Gerke and I'll be your host today. This is the podcast where I help aspiring communications professionals create the careers they dream of. Through fun interviews with top-notch PR and marketing pros, you're going to gain a wide understanding of the industry and know how to make your mark. Let's do it. So this week we have an interview with Gianna Fontana. She is one of the managing directors at Huron Agency in Chicago. I absolutely loved this interview with Gianna. We talked about so many different things, starting from going to a non-traditional college since she went to more of an art school right in the heart of Chicago, as well as how kind of any experience can help you get into PR, just meeting people and making your own opportunities. And then, of course, we talk about the grind that is PR, but also how rewarding it can be. So it's a great interview for anyone at any point in their career because I think if you're more established, there's a lot of things that you're going to be able to relate to. But if you are less established or still in college, I think Gianna gives really great advice that will help you succeed in the industry. Before we get into it, got to talk about my personal and professional highlights for the week. I'll talk about my professional highlights first. This week was this big push from St. John's University. It was for a Johnny's Day event, which was actually today, Saturday, February 11th. Uh, Johnny's Day, we had a Penn Station takeover, games at MSG, games at home, etc., etc., But to promote Johnny's Day, I actually got to go to Z100 and the Elvis Duran and the morning show. And we brought our mascot, Johnny Thunderbird, there. We gave out goodies. And we just got to have so much fun. It was very early in the morning. We had to be there at like 8 a.m. So I had to get up at like 5 to be there. But it was such a fun time. I got to meet Elvis Duran and all the other hosts on the morning show. Got to surprise them with some goodies. And then Johnny got to be on air so I got to be in like the actual recording room which was so cool especially because I have a podcast so just seeing like how the how it all comes together was so so cool so fun and we also got to create a lot of content around it so videos and TikToks and I made this really fun like come along with Johnny Thunderbird to Z100 uh, TikTok that I was really proud of so you can definitely head on over to St. John's Red Storm on TikTok if you want to see that. But it was absolutely just such an incredible time. On the other half of my professional highlights, my job search is going swimmingly. I had two interviews this week, actually three. So I had two interviews on Tuesday and then I got a second interview for one of the jobs and that was on Friday. So two interviews this week. And both of them just made me feel really confident in what I was doing. And I think that I often struggle with imposter syndrome and, you know, just feeling like maybe I'm not good enough. But in both of my interviews, I was really able to accurately explain what I did, why I was qualified for that role. And I think it was just a big confidence boost because the people seemed to believe what I was saying. So that was a good sign. I also, during one of my interviews, the guy was like, I like your podcast. I've listened to a few episodes. And I was like, oh my God, thank you so much. Because I really didn't have my podcast on my resume for like the longest time because I wasn't sure if it was like professional enough. Like it was my own content. So I felt weird, but I finally put it on there. And so I'm glad that people are listening to it or, you know, paying attention to that part of my resume. I don't know. It makes me really happy. On a personal note, I went on a date last night and it was really great. I'm totally convinced that bowling is the best first date for so many different reasons that I talk all about on TikTok at Jamie in Motion. But on this date, I walked in and it was the bowling alley I always go to. It's called round one and there's an arcade on top and then the bowling alley is on the bottom. And the bowling alley was literally closed and I did not know what to do with myself. I literally shut down. I was like, this is not going to plan. Like I had this all planned 
And the guy was like, uh, do you want to go somewhere else? And so we ended up going to another bowling alley. And later on in the night, he was like, when you saw that the bowling alley was closed, your brain literally shut off. Like I watched you shut down. And I was like, well, at least, you know, I'm neurotic early on. Um, but it was a really good time. And it was like, I think I talked about a lot about like my breakup and heartbreak on here because I took a break from the show for so long because I was struggling with that. And so this was like one of those dates that like it kind of just felt worth it. Not like that I know, like I don't know that this is going to turn into anything significant or whatever, but it felt really good in the moment. And it was kind of like, I'm so glad that everything else happened because I wouldn't have gotten to experience this moment or these feelings or whatever right now. So I don't know. That was kind of my whirlwind of a personal update. Um, I feel like I don't really talk so much about going on dates on here, but that is something I'm actively doing thanks to Hinge. And I went on one Bumble date, so mostly Hinge. But yeah, personal professional highlights. All of that being said, a couple more things. I'm going to announce the lineup for our summer internship panel right now. Actually, wasn't planning on doing this, but then I decided to. So now I have to literally pull it up in my email just so I don't make sure I don't miss anyone. So we are hosting a summer internship panel on March 15th at 7 p.m. There is a link in the show notes to register. We're also working on getting goodie bags and things like that. So people will be able to receive some gifts if you show on up. So our panelists are Kira Turner, who was on the show back in November of 2020. We have Bianca, Fabian, and Dale Laplace from Command Collective. We have Dina Resvanipour from 3D PR and Marketing. And we have Erica Siamasco, who is um, their internship coordinator at JMG PR, which is where I actually did my first PR internship. So I'm very, very excited to have all these people come on to talk about, you know, the summer internship, what it's like, how to get one, how to succeed, etc., Um, And I hope you guys are excited to attend as well. And my final little piece of housekeeping is that another newsletter went out this morning. We have a bi-monthly, or I guess bi-weekly newsletter. It comes out every two weeks. Then details, quick hits in PR and marketing, latest episodes, latest blog posts. So make sure you are subscribing to that as well. The link is in the show notes as well. All of that being said, let's hop right into this interview with Gianna. having me first and foremost my name is Gianna Fontana I am the managing director or one of the managing directors at Heron Agency uh, PR marketing social media digital advertising agency in Chicago amazing so my first question for you is what is it like living in Chicago oh you know it's the best I think when I was in school and and when I was growing up I always imagined I would live in New York and that just felt like a, a home to me even though I, I even haven't been there at that point but um now that I really got into my career here and my family's here, um, I've really grown to appreciate it so much. And in my travels in my young adulthood, every time I come home, I just think, wow, this is such a beautiful city. Um, I think, you know, in relation to our career, PR is such, it's such a fun market to work in because, you know, good and bad reasons. There's a lot of competition. There's something going on every day. There's something opening every day, but when you get something, it makes that all the more satisfying. So I think, and also just to try new restaurants. I think there's something new. Like I said, something new is opening every day. So you've got you know no shortage of choices. 
Amazing. I asked that question because about six years ago, a psychic told me that I was going to move to Chicago one day. So I'm oh. trying to learn all I can. I have one psychic telling me Chicago, one psychic telling me LA, and then they're both saying that I'll also stay in New York for somewhat of a time. Okay. So we must have the same, I don't have a psychic, but I think we probably have the same reading because I live here but I love LA. I would love to be able to one day have a condo there and one in New York too. I think I just want to, but I think this is home base. So maybe I'll be able to see you here soon as your, as your new home. Definitely. I, so one of my coworkers right now is from Chicago and I, I have never been to Chicago, but I'm like, I want to go to Chicago. I want to see the bean. He's like, why are you so obsessed with the bean? I was like, it just looks. Oh, everybody that's not from here is obsessed <laughs> with the bean. It's cute, but there's so much more to do and see. So you'll have to come here and, and we'll uh, show you around some of our, our client oh, spots. For sure. So my second question for you is if you could travel anywhere in the world right now, where would you go and why? Ooh, um, you know, I think I would actually want to go to Greece. I'm I'm very Italian, so I think naturally people would probably think I would say Italy. I haven't been yet in my life, but Greece looks so beautiful. And I think I'm not a huge traveler. I mean, not outside of the U.S. So I think that would just like catch my breath, you know, a little bit. From everything I've seen online, it looks so beautiful and people seem so nice and the food looks amazing and very Instagrammable. <laughs> 100%. Kind of where I'm at right now is I just want to go anywhere where there is a beach because it is so cold in New York. It so was cold. all day, gloomy and gross. And I was like, I wish I had a glass of wine on the beach right now. I'd be thriving. Totally. Count me in. Amazing. So now switching gears, talking about all things PR and communications. Can you start by telling me where you went to school and what you got your degree in? Absolutely. So I actually went to Columbia College here in Chicago, um, an art school, um, right in the heart of the city. So you're downtown. It's it's bordering South Loop and the Loop. So you know downtown State Street is where I lived, um, and I majored. I was an interdisciplinary major. So the reason I chose Columbia is that they had a magazine writing and editing focus. So my degrees in journalism, but I really learned magazine writing and editing. Um, but the interdisciplinary part is that I also studied uh, for a minor in fashion business. So my ultimate goal was to um, be a beauty editor at one of, you know, Hearst or Conde Nast publications. I really loved Allure at the time. I, I really wanted to be a makeup artist for a while. So I thought that would be my path, but uh, now we're here. <laughs> I too thought for a while that I was going to be a makeup artist. I Maybe we all have that phase. It might just be. I think so. So what was it like going to um, school kind of right in Chicago? Was your school, did it have like a campus feeling? Was it more of the city feeling? What was that experience like? So you don't have to live in the dorms if I'm remembering correctly, but the dorms, I lived on State Street, which I know you haven't been to Chicago, but an iconic Chicago street for shopping um, in a high rise. And my apartment or my dorms was a one bedroom apartment overlooking Lake Michigan. So I remember when I moved in, my dad was like, don't get used to this because when you get out of college, you're not gonna have a view like this for a very long time. Um, so it really had such a Chicago downtown city feel. I mean, you know, some of the other schools we have here, DePaul and Loyola and Northwestern are a little bit more north and they're still city, but 
this was like downtown as downtown as you can get mm-hmm. um the campus is very spread out where one building's on michigan avenue one so they're all within a little grid here but they're not all together it's not like a traditional college so i think the biggest thing is i loved columbia for what it offered me career-wise and the opportunities I saw there I did miss that like college you feel I didn't there were no school colors or frat parties or any of that kind of stuff I certainly found my way into some of them but um I think I, I more so chose it because all the teachers there are required to be working in their field when they teach so they're just part-time professors and my fashion one of my fashion teachers was like a head design director at BCBG, and I had Emmy award-winning journalism teachers. And so it was very cool to hear, you know, what they were doing in real life. It wasn't just like they were a teacher and they taught what they did 20 years ago. You were getting real life examples. Like I got to go fly out for this client, you know, to do this shoot. And this is what I'm having a problem with right now. So it was really valuable in that sense. And the connections are incredible. I think I still continue to keep in touch with a lot of, of people from there too. I absolutely love that. I think that is almost what more degrees need to be like. I understand degrees like chemistry, biology, those things aren't really changing day to day. But with an industry like PR, communications, marketing, journalism, everything is changing by the moment. That's the nature of the role. I know for me, I'm currently getting my master's in sport management and I sit there every day and a bunch of my professors just don't actually work in the industry anymore and they're just like teaching and I'm like what do you know that I don't know because it's not that much it it feels like at that point you're just learning from a dated textbook right so I think that is something that I sort of gave up that college football game Sunday tailgate thing because I saw such a value in being able to interact with these professionals that I was like I mean, ultimately, your teachers, a lot of teachers help students find jobs when they graduate from that school. So I think it's a very valuable thing. But I will say just in terms of, I can imagine if you went to a traditional university and you're studying PR and someone's been teaching for 25 years, I mean, things are different from last Thursday when I was working on my clients. People have changed jobs and pro, you know programs have launched and stuff. So it's hard. It's hard. And I, I think a lot of people aren't prepared to jump into the industry because of that but I was very grateful to to have a school that offered that well I can tell you that frat parties are definitely not worth all the hype very quickly I sought out other you know college experiences and I was like nah I'll take my you know awesome internships downtown so yeah my friends send me like snapchat memories from when we were in school and I'm seeing like me at a party jumping up and down and I'm like I do not want to be back there Wow. (laughs) While you were in undergrad, I know you got to talk about some of the internship experiences that you had. So what kind of experiences did you get while you were in undergrad and what kind of maybe clubs were you involved in or writing? What was that experience like? Absolutely. Well, I did freelance for the school paper. The school paper at Columbia is one of the best in the country. So it was very tough, but I was able to freelance and do a little bit of contributing there. Internships wise, college fashionista used to be a huge thing. It was basically the start of like street fashion blogging era, um, which is dating me a little, but I would go out and I would shoot outfits that I thought were really cool. And the the awesome thing of that is everyone in Columbia dressed is so unique and so avant-garde and, you know, Mm -hmm. very full of flair. 
Um, so I would shoot them and then I would write an article about it. So I did that. That was a digital or virtual internship. Um, and then I was fortunate enough to intern as an editorial intern at Michigan Avenue Magazine, which um, has national publications, you know, so each city has their own Gotham in New York, Ocean Drive in Miami. So um, Michigan Avenue Magazine was a really fun experience. I got to work on cover shoots uh, with celebrities and, and write articles that were actually in the magazine. So that was really awesome. Work big events for their, their brand. So it was great. And then I'm trying to think of, I think clubs, I, I know I was in some things, but nothing that I saw such a huge value from. I think everyone at Columbia was so into their craft and musicians and film directors and fashion designers and writers and everybody was just out doing. That was kind of the thing. So there wasn't really a lot of talking about it or practicing every, I mean, the dorm hallways were quiet because everyone was in the room with their, you know, think maybe recording a podcast like you are now. Um, everyone was pretty locked into what they were. So I was in some clubs, but nothing that I think stands out. I think it was more so the hands-on experience. Yeah. And so with that hands-on experience and also with being more of a journalism major, what kind of skills do you think you got out of that that you use in PR? Oh, geez. Well, I've had such a, I think, untraditional path to PR that I think a lot of my experiences have lended to being, you know, good at this job, if, if you want to say it that way. Um, but in terms of, of skills that I learned in journalism, I think I have a really strong advantage in sort of thinking like a journalist because that's what I was taught, right? So when I'm pitching for clients, I'm thinking like, if I was this editor, what would I want to see? And I think that's huge because I learned the other side of the business. It's almost like a cheat sheet, right? Learning what they're looking for and how they craft their stories. Um, so I'm not just going to pitch something that somebody might be like, what am I even going to do with this? If that makes sense. Yeah, no, I 100% get that. I went to a school that didn't offer a PR or a communications major because I didn't know that I was going to do PR when I started college. And mm. once I realized that that was kind of what I wanted to do, I was like, okay, the first thing I have to do is I can't get into a PR class. We don't have that. They won't let me into marketing because they won't let me into the school of business. Mm. I got to get into journalism classes. That's what I have. And you know what? I will say, like, I know your show is a lot about advice for college students and people trying to break into the industry. I didn't know what PR was for a really long time until I fell into I fell into it. And um, I think it doesn't really matter what you study. I think it's all about if you're, I mean, of course, my sister is in radiation sciences. She has to do radiation. <laughs> like there's not, but in what we do, it's so fluid that I think it's more based on your attitude and your personality and being able to just figure things out as they go, really. I think yeah. a lot of a lot of my success has been just figuring it out. And, and of course I've had an amazing mentor, but yeah. You know, I think the truth is, is that no one really knows what PR is until you really get into it. I know my friends looked at me and they said, when I was trying to figure out what I wanted to do, because I was all over the place, my friends looked at me and one of them was like, what about PR? And I was like, you know what? That makes sense. Because I tried to do like different, I was like the PR director of a few different clubs in high school. Like it made sense. But what was the PR director of a club in high school doing? I was making flyers. I was making announcements in class. Like that's not really what PR is. And then, so I said, okay, yeah, PR, that's what I want to do. And then I had my first internship and I was like, oh, I didn't know that this meant like, 
doing research, like looking for people to pitch to. I didn't know what pitching was. I was like, but I was like, oh, PR, that's what I want to do. It is, it is very, I think people, it's a vague term to people. And I think uh, here at Heron, we have an awesome internship program and Noreen, um, the founder and CEO has welcomed so many college students through these doors throughout the 22 years in business. Um, 90% of them say, I've learned way more here than I could ever learn in a crap classroom. I had no idea what this even entailed and wow, it's a lot of work. I think a lot of people, when you hear PR, you're thinking Samantha Jones, Sex in the City, and she's at the party and she, you know, dresses him cute and then he gets photographed and bing, bing, boom, the movie sells. But there's so much work that goes into it. I think when people think we're out and there's grand openings and it's glamorous, yes, that is the fun part of it but you're doing 99% of the work in, in this chair that I'm in right here. <laughs> That's what I say. Like during my first PR internship, it was either eight or 10 weeks. I don't remember. And I think there was probably, there was, there was one day where I left the office, went to a client uh, news writing thing, whatever it was. And one day I went to a client event and the rest of the time I was in the office. It's a lot of, it's a lot of butt in chair. I will say that, but you know what? It is extremely rewarding. And the team that we have here is really gelled and fun. And I i mean, we have the opportunity to work from home if we want. We're filming this at what? Seven, eight o'clock at night and I'm, I'm in the office. So um, I love to be here. And I think, I think that's really a strong thing to note for anyone that's considering a career in PR is that it's not a nine to five. And that doesn't mean you have to be glued to your chair to be your, you know, seven work till nine o'clock at night. Not always, but things pop up. Stuff happens at night. They can't wait or media segments and Hey, I'm, can I come over in half an hour? And now you're coordinating something like that. And I think if that doesn't give you energy, like that really brings me a sense of energy. So if that doesn't happen for you, then maybe, you know, Try something else, I would say. For sure. I 100% agree. And I know for me, I work in sports and it's like, yeah, I'll be in the office from nine to five, but then- Right, I'll, then you have a game or a conference. Five, we have a game or oh. whatever it may be, or you know, it'll be 11 o'clock and I'll still be in my bedroom and I'll still be getting ready for the day, but that's because we have a game at 8 p.m. So I wasn't going to go to the office at 9 a.m. Something that, that my boss, Marine, um, had said to me that really made me understand. I think when I first got into this role, I was thinking, you know, what if they go on TV and nothing happens and they don't get any business or anything? And something she pounds into us is just to keep trying every different avenue until it works and really think about it strategically that way. Because if you are able to succeed, you're keeping a restaurant owner, let's say in business, you're helping someone have a celebration, maybe meal that is a memory for a lifetime, a bus person, a hostess, a bartender, you know, now you're helping the food suppliers, the liquor suppliers sell. And so I think when you think of it in terms of that, it's not as superficial as I think maybe people might see it to be. I think it's really the lifeblood for a lot of jobs, careers, you know, livelihoods. Yeah, no. And, you know, I was talking about my psychic earlier and when I first went to her at that time in my life, I was dead set on being pre-med. I was like, I am going to be a doctor. That is what I want to do. And I went to the psychic and this was before I had this whole career crisis, but I went to her and she said, I see you in a, I see you having your own 
anything, doing something creative, doing some research, helping people. And at the time I was like, oh, that's great. Like I'll have my own doctor's office. Like it'll be awesome. And then about a month and a half later, I had this career crisis and I realized PR. And then everyone has a career crisis. So it was you're probably good. like everyone has a 22, 23 career crisis. Mm-hmm. Sure. It was probably like a year later when I thought back to what this psychic told me. And she was like, having my own thing, doing something creative, doing research, helping people. I was like, oh, it's all clicking now. Absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, I never considered a career in PR. When I was in college as a part-time job, I worked at a front desk at a blowout bar. And I was really into the beauty industry. And I was like, oh, I want to work here. I love getting my hair done. You know, So it seemed like such a fun place to be um, and meet really inspiring women that have careers and they're on the go and doing their meetings from their, you know. Um, and when I was going into my senior year, uh, one of the former clients, I became a manager and did their social media there and, and I got promoted that way. But one of the clients of that salon approached me and said, I'd like to open a beauty boutique in Chicago and I'd love your consultancy on it and help with the brand, developing the brand voice, um, all the social media, the website, all of that good stuff. And I wound up being the director of, of marketing and media there for about four years, as well as the manager of the salon. Um and I had no idea what PR was. Now, when we opened that salon, um, I was just really trying to think of everything I could do to make this business work, make this business money. I was out there on the floor doing blowouts. I'm not a cosmetologist, but I was like, hey, if we don't have to hire one, and I know I can do it all right. Um, and so we did know, though, we needed help with press and getting attention and trying to you know, cut through the noise in Chicago. And um this woman walked in and she was just this beautiful, just charismatic, drew, you know, brought all the sunshine into the room and said, hi, my name is Noreen. And I, you know, own this PR agency and I'd really like to help you. I lived on the street, yada, yada. And I just remember being like, wow, like that's who I want to be. That's how I want to walk into a room. What does she do? And we, we hired here an agency, which is funny. And so they did our grand opening at this business. I was, you know, just young at the time in college. And um, they knocked it out of the park and every person that came in was, oh, Noreen Heron, Noreen Heron. And I was like, wow, PR is such a cool thing. And I remember my best friend worked with me at the time. And I said, every time she come in, be nice to this woman, because I think I'm going to work for her one day. Um, and so when I decided to leave the salon and I just really wanted to get into a career and just really go for it. I mean, that was fun. And it was a challenge because I got to see what it was like to open a new business, but I didn't, you know, it wasn't like the desk job quote unquote that I wanted um so when I left I instantly thought like I have to make this woman hire me so I'm going and writing this little it's embarrassing I would love to go back and find it I wrote a a media alert it was formatted terribly it was awful about me being on the market and why you should hire me and yada 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 um and I interviewed with her and I feel like I've rambled on that I forgot my point but you never know what, how you're going to fall into it. And I think all of those skills, the being willing to do the hair to save the money and work on the branding, but also be the manager and go do things that are slightly uncomfortable for the benefit have really like shown me this is the type of career I want it to be in. No day is, no two days are the same. 
and my brother's a CPA, my sister, like I said, radiation sciences, they have their procedures and their forms and everything has to be the same. That makes me just crazy. So I think advice wise, if you like to do things and there's no, I mean, there's a structure and there's a formula, but out of the box typically wins, then this is definitely that kind of career. And I'm grateful to have found the place that is, is the is the ultimate hub for that. I wish I could show you, we have a giant mural to my left. Um, that's all about, it's it's um, a girl and there's a ton of things popping out of her head. It covers the whole wall and it just represents the the creativity that's coming out of a publicist's head and the passion in their heart. And I think, I think if you've got all of those things, you can make it in PR and not, I think the point of my ramble is don't, you know, I thought, you know, what am I going to know? I know hairspray, I know blowouts, I can quote Elle Woods, but um when you put in the work and you have just a good attitude, you can be good at the shop if you if that's something you're willing to do because it is it is hard work, and yeah. I'm sure you've experienced that too. A hundred percent, and I definitely agree with what you said about every day being so different, and that's a that's why people love PR so much. I think if I had to go into an office every day and sit there and stare at my computer and crunch numbers or just read research articles or do something I would absolutely go crazy crazy Um, within two days I guarantee it I just I don't think I could do it and so to each their own but PR is definitely not for the faint of heart so I want to ask you about starting at your agency and then kind of making your way to where you are now what did your whole journey look like Absolutely. Well, I've taken you to start. So I, you know, interviewed with Noreen and the team and started on just as a very, you know, first day in the industry, account coordinator, very, very, very junior, learning the ropes of what, like you said, what PR even is. Um, Put in a lot of hours there and got to, I think the great thing about working here and why I love it so much is that I was instantly a part of the team and was able to share ideas and learned what was maybe a smart idea and what why we might want to rein another idea in. Um, so I was working on clients from day one, but I was in a very entry level position. Um, really, I think from the first day I saw the team and some of the seniors on the team and how everything went, and I was like, I I want to be that. That's what I want to do. I want to be the one on the phone, you know, leading the phone call and you know driving the bus, so to speak. So um, put the hours in. And Noreen has really just been a big proponent in my success and just recognized, you know, what it is, whatever she recognized in me and and um, has promoted me. So I went from account coordinator to a senior publicist um, where I was working on clients and strategizing, leading meetings and um, doing a lot of, of the um, pitching. Um, and then from there on to a managing director. So now we have a lovely team here. So now I work with um, the senior team and and just make sure that we're as efficient as we can be, we're as strategic as we can be, um, what are new things we should be trying, what's trending that we can jump onto, and, and really just helping that way. And so where I want to go right now is I think a lot of different PR agencies are starting to have to shift to PR and marketing, social media, because there's been this shift in the industry where it's not just about yes anymore. And it's 
one person shouldn't just know PR. They need to know a bunch of other different things. So what kind of services are you guys offering your clients? So I think one of the biggest advantages I see working here versus where some of my former colleagues that have also joined the PR game are working is that Noreen has been doing that for 22 years. She has been working on grassroots marketing partnerships and, you know, different, different avenues outside of just here are your placements. Thank you so much. Goodbye client. We don't care if it works. Right. So, I mean, I can't speak for her because she has way too many stories to tell, but she's done absolutely everything to bring attention to a business. And I think in terms of what we offer, I mean, traditional PR, but everything is sort of rolled into one, right? Because we really believe that's what it takes. Mm -hmm. Um, So certainly digital advertising, certainly social media is a huge thing. PR looks different. PR might be working with a business down the street and creating some event and selling tickets and having each other in your email blasts and things like that. I think um, it's really about who needs to see this message, but also it is good, you know, when a, a company is looking to be more established to get some of those heavy or hitting features. I think just in terms of translating to sales, a lot of what we do on the local side of things is really what makes people at a loss for words <laughs> like myself. Yeah. And so I know that every day in PR is different. We've already, we've already yes. said that. But what might kind of a week in your life look like? Or how do you go about structuring your weeks? What are some of the different things that you do as a managing director during the week? So I think organizationally, that's something that at least I personally am always going to be on the lookout for. I think as you work through your career, it's always figuring out different systems to make yourself more efficient. Um, So I certainly keep little Excel sheets and things that of my projects and what I've got going on and and maybe the coverage I've secured so I can kind of see how things are going. Um, but my average week, I mean, no two weeks are the same. I just got back home the other day from Minneapolis. We represented the boat show there. So we were there working with all the media, social media influencers, uh, Yelp, we did a partnership with um, some of the buildings in the area. So just got back from that. But on a traditional you know, more so quote unquote regular week, um, just a lot of desk time. So answering emails from clients, working on strategy for clients, reading the news first and foremost and understanding what's going on. Like I said, there's something new every day here. So what exhibits are we up against? What's the museum got going on? What concerts are in town? Um, and really just trying to keep my finger on the pulse that way. Um, Writing takes up a lot of time too, but that's something that is one of my favorite things to do. So um, really trying to tell everyone's stories, thinking of new ways to tell their stories, new angles to take with new you know types of writers. Um, nothing too different than I think probably what most of your your guests say. A lot of client meetings too. I love to touch base and and um, my team, you know, our team loves to um, make sure everybody knows what we're working on. So lots and lots of emailing. But um, I don't know. I'm trying to think of what might be different. I think there's a, maybe a lot more strategizing than, than typical. And I don't have you know experience at another agency, but um, we're thinking of new ideas every day. Yeah. So versus here's your you know outline of what we think for the next three months. Every five minutes, I might be rattling something off like, oh, hey, I remember when the Negroni Spagliato with Prosecco thing was trending. I was like, all my restaurants. We need a Negroni Spagliato right now on the menu. So I think um, it's always something different. 
but organization is is always the same. I'm always trying to figure out the best way to do that because at an ag agency life is a lot of juggling, right? So you're always working on all the different clients. I, I think of them as like your children, right? Or Marine taught me that, but um, looking at all the different children and how can I make each one of their day great? <laughs> you know, really I, the ultimate goal. Yeah, you you say just staying on top of trends and just not strategizing three months in advance. You're constantly strategizing. And I think that that's the biggest thing with PR and marketing and social media right now is that you just have to stay on top of it. I know for me, I'm working a lot with our director of social media on different TikToks and things like that. And it's like, there's something trending one day and then the next day, no one's, no one has to care about it. And that's the thing is you got to be quick because if I, when I say that to those restaurants, if it's going to take them a little bit of time to get it together, it's like, okay, well, we kind of lost it. I think the biggest thing is like being willing to try things that are your idea that you might be really passionate about and realize that they're not working and pivot fast. Mm -hmm. Think of something else. Let's go with the next thing because you can't, you can get stuck in an idea that you like for too long that maybe, you know, you're too attached to. A hundred percent. And so for you, if you were talking to a college student right now, thinking about all the different tasks that you do during a day, during a week, what kind of skills would you tell that college student to make sure that they have if they want to work in PR? Being a good listener is number one. Every campaign is different. Every client is different. Some clients might care more about social media. Some clients more, might care about more marketing partnerships and really understanding and even just the way they work. You know, everyone works differently. So I know some clients like to, uh, you know, receive a few follow-up emails. Some clients like to be called on the phone. Um, so I think listening is a huge one. I'll say that as number one. Number two, not being afraid to share your thoughts, not being afraid to advocate when you feel like something really could help. Um, and all these things I'm saying, I've learned from Lorraine. So <laughs> big thanks to her, but um, being organized, there's so much going on. If you choose to work in an agency, you know, you have a ton of clients and you're always trying to remember who's got what, when, and you know, what's going on for them. So how can you organize yourself most efficiently and just being personable? I think a lot of it is really just being a fun, nice person that people want to talk to and sort of, you know, working that a little bit and trying to continue to make relationships every day. I think it's one thing, it's so hard. I wish I did PR maybe 30, 40 years ago when you got to be on the phone with people or in person. Right now we're just emailing and it's like, I could be so much more fun if I could just talk to you. So I think just trying to make those relationships real. Like if you're reading a journalist newsletter and they're talking about, you know, they baked a cake this weekend and it completely burnt or something, I might write back like, oh my God, I'm so afraid of baking, like, tell me what you did to fix it because, and now we have a connection, right? So I think, and it's a genuine thing. It comes from a genuine place, but just having a good, fun personality, I think is a huge part of it, especially when you're working with media because they're getting, you know, old pitches at all day. It's just like, give me something, give me something. But if you can bring something to the table and be fun to talk to, it's like, you're going to, you're going to get chosen over somebody that's just give me, give me, give me. I 100% agree. I think being personable is such a key factor in like being like yourself. I Exactly. And not being fake because I think a lot of times like the cake thing, you could email that and be disingenuous, right? But 
if you're genuinely thinking that, I think it's a great way to break the ice and create a little bit more of a personal bond with somebody that might live in a different state that you don't even know. A hundred percent. I know I was just freaking out the other day. I had, I did like an informational call with this woman who I, you know, might want to work with one day. Um, I had this call with her a few weeks ago. And so then she had my phone number. I had her phone number. And then I posted a TikTok about a job I was applying for. And I saw she liked my TikTok. And then she followed me on TikTok. And I was like, oh my God, now this woman is going to see all of my TikToks. (laughs) And I was like, you know what? At first I was like, that is the worst thing ever. How do I like get myself off of her for you page? Like, oh my gosh. And then I was like, okay, you know what? Calm down. You're not posting anything terrible. Like you're being, you're, you're talking about a lot of real things. I talk so much about like my breakup and my dating life on TikTok, but I was like, okay. Like, well, that's the right place for it. You're not doing it on LinkedIn. Right. I was like, yeah. you know what? I'm being real. She's choosing to follow me here. Maybe she'll just, maybe she'll just like me more now. Yeah. And that's just it. I think, you know, you just have to be yourself because that's all you, ha- it's so easy. I, when I was like 16, I worked at a shoe store and I was the only part-timer. Everyone else was a full-time, maybe 25, 26 year old. And I had the highest sales out of anybody. And I only worked after school. And it was because they were all so fake. And it was all very like, that looks so cute on you. Or, you know, I think you should totally get the purple. But if you're just like finding out where they're going and learning more about them and people, you know, you have to create that that trust. And so you have to be yourself to do that because it's very apparent if you're just trying to snow someone, you know. I 100% agree. And I also think working in retail is also so key to working in PR one day. I Maybe. I never thought of the connection, but maybe it is. I know when I first graduated college, I got a job at Bloomingdale's just as a sales associate in the handbag section. And I learned just so much about, you know, talking to people, convincing people to buy things. Like just, you know, I learned so much just doing customer service that I feel like I use in PR every day even in sales too as you know a retail salesperson sometimes it's knowing when something might not be good for somebody and and being okay with that just like an opportunity might not be good for a client and if you believe it's not you know going to make an impact you're not going to present it it might you know make you feel like you've done something or or whatever but if it's not going to make a difference, why are you going to do it? So I do think there are maybe some skills for sure. Right. Being able to approach a stranger, huge, huge mm-hmm. key. So if people are listening that that are afraid to do that and want to get into this career, being able to approach people you don't know um, is is huge. So I would practice. <laughs> I <laughs> that scares you. Calling people on the phone, practice. I was never, I was two years old with a fake phone in my hand. Hello, hello. So I'm not that person, but I know a lot of people that are afraid to talk on the phone. You can't be, because sometimes things might pop up. I was just working with a client and we had a Zoom interview, catching into the station and it wasn't working. And, you know, somebody that might be terrified to get on the phone. I'm up on the phone like, okay, we got to get this fixed. So I think you can't be afraid to go for it. A hundred percent. And so I want to ask you, what is your favorite, favorite part about working in PR? Ooh, I mean, beating a dead horse, but that no two days are the same. I think you can be motivated. I'm motivated by different things every day. And so you can follow 
that, which I think is such a magical thing. I don't think there's anyone telling you you have to do something a certain way. I always, I don't type with all my hands. I did math with my left and reading and writing with my right. And I don't really like people showing me ways to do things. I was always the one that like got the math answer right, but never knew how to show their work. And so I think this is such a brilliant career for someone like that, because it's really, I mean, your day is as big as you can dream it. A hundred percent. And thank you for mentioning that you don't type with your whole hand. I type. I don't, I use, I think my, my family was just looking at me. I think I use like two fingers on this hand and like maybe three on the other. I I didn't like people trying to tell me where to put the fingers. I literally, I think just use my two index fingers and I just, you know, poke away at the camp, poke away at the keyboard. Um, recently tested it it's like 87 which apparently could get me a job as a secretary so I'm pretty confident in that I 100% agree and they really didn't like that when I was in middle school and we had to take typing classes and I was like I'm gonna type with my two fingers and they were like uh you were absolutely not and you know we would do it was so funny we had like we could do like tests like every week to move up a level in the typing class and then the last day they were like yeah you don't have to wait for a teacher just go ahead So I was like, okay. And I typed with my two fingers and I passed like five levels. And they were like, oh my God, you did so well today. I was like, would you look at that? Because you left me alone. So yeah, I mean, I think, I don't know. I think if it's almost like we're artists in our own way is definitely how I look at it. And I, I am very artistic, but I'm terrible at physical art, if that makes sense. Like I I can't paint, I can't craft. I'm not a DIY girl. I wish I was. I'm very much a let the pros do it and I'll make them a drink. But um, we're very artistic and I'm, I know I'm very creative and I think this is like a different kind of art. So I do see a lot of similarities. Maybe if you're experiencing that too of people trying to show you how to do it, but your brain just goes a different mm-hmm. way. This lets you do that. You can have great success doing that. There are certainly, like I said, structures and formulas and best practices as there are with any industry as there is with art but you can I mean I could come up with something tomorrow that they might institute a chain might institute at every location and that is such a really inspirational thing to me like I have I have a chill so it's you know you can always be dreaming up a big thing 100 percent. and so con contrary to that question what would you say is like your not so favorite part I don't dislike much I would say, I think just the fact that the the media has had no shortage of people changing jobs and leaving the career just like every other industry has. And so I think a lot of things that have existed in the past don't exist. And it's almost like those would have been great opportunities for this client I have now, but now I have to create new things or find new new things. I mean, things are still popping up every day. We have the internet. And I think that's such a huge tool because I can't imagine doing PR. What did you do? Go to Barnes & Noble or the newsstand and just buy everything and figure it out probably. But to stay on your toes. And I love that. So I wouldn't say it's the worst or that I dislike it. I would say it is the daily challenge is what has changed from yesterday? How are we going to use that to our advantage? How can we angle our clients, position our clients towards that? right? Because it's going to change every day. People are, writers are switching, not only switching publications, they're going to do absolutely left field things. Right. And media is cutting staff a little bit, but then there's also like podcasts. Podcasts are huge right now. So 
now it's a whole new slew of opportunities. Not that podcasts are new, but I think there's probably a new podcast every day. And you would I agree. agree with me. And so my final question for you is looking back at your journey from, you know, starting in high school, college, getting to where you are now, if you could go back or change anything or do anything differently, is there anything that you would do a little differently? I think my path here has been so perfectly positioned. It was not the straight path that I thought I was going to take. It was very all over the place. And I certainly had my career crisis like you talk about too and, and that, but I think just appreciating the journey instead of trying to plan so hard and just knowing that it was going to work out in my favor. I think when you think of everything is working for you, everything does work for you. So I would do a lot more positive thinking that way. And also when I started this job, I think my self-confidence was, was really low. And I thought I didn't have much to offer. I was studying beauty and I was into makeup and hair and, you know, high heels and all that. And there's no, nothing wrong with that. I have a we all had to pick out pictures in my office. I picked up pictures up there. It uh, says girls can do anything. So I'm a big proponent of that. But I think just, you know, not talking down on yourself. That has taken so much work. And I think, especially in school, we're so rigidly reprimanded that I think it really is beat into you. And then you get into the world and you're expected to know what to do and you don't. And then you think you're wrong. But I think it's just like, I wish I just eased up a little bit because where I've ended up is amazing and I'm so grateful for it. And I wake up every day and think like, it, you get that feeling like, oh my God, if I was 16 and I knew where I was going to be now, I would be so excited. Mm-hmm. And I think that's magical, but I think I stressed too much along the way. Yeah. And there's a lot more time to stress now, now that I'm older. So I would say stress less because you're going to fall into it. I thought I was going to be a makeup artist and now I'm in hospitality and lifestyle PR that has nothing to do with anything. Right. Life works out for you. So that's what, that's my biggest thing. Yeah. Well, thank you so much for coming on and sharing your story. It was so great having you on the show. Yes. Thank you for having me. And you have to tell me if you do come to Chicago and, and if your psychic was right and you move here, you can come by the, the Heron office. A hundred percent.